You're listening to DraftKings Network. This is Alexi Lawless. There is nobody in U.S. soccer that is more important than the Cooligans. Yeah, baby! Yes! Hello! Welcome! Yeah! What is good, Dimelo? That's right, baby! What's up, man? Uh, this <laughs> this is uh, an, a, another. Uh, we, it's been what, what about two weeks since we we did uh, our our special uh, Gully Squad second episode of the week for. That's right. Gully Squad demands two episodes a week. So we're giving you two episodes a week. <laughs> That's right. All right. It's been uh, we we've had uh, the last two weeks because we've had like just absolute uh, bangers. Uh, the last the last couple podcasts, right? You know, we had we had Jermaine. It's jo- like uh, we're like the Jonathan Lewis of the podcast game. You give us a chance, <laughs> and we come in and we do work. Okay, that's right. All right, uh, you know, put us in early, coach. Uh, that's all we want. Uh, but <laughs> that's right. Start. We should start for your podcast <laughs> regime. Don't bring us in as a super sub after you listen to Total Soccer Show and them. Bring us in up front. <laughs> that's right. We get. We should be at the top of the order. Okay. Uh, that's right bat- top of the 18 my guy <laughs> batting lead off uh <laughs> no we've been uh the last couple of weeks i mean it's just it's just been uh bangers like i was saying i mean jermaine jones then we had aaron west uh i mean and those those episodes required the breathing room you know uh, you couldn't have a second episode that week because it would have enveloped the other. They would have been battling against each other, which is... Uh, if we would have had a second episode, the Jermaine Jones week, it would have simply been a reaction from the crowd of the Jermaine Jones <laughs> interview. And I heard from some people, somebody uh, reached out and said, I thought it would be more saucy. What more do you want? <laughs> you want him- My man is talking about a restraining order. <laughs> I mean, you want him to like do our podcast and then immediately be put in handcuffs? Like, I mean, t- let's, I let's slow it down. Are we doing it from, from uh, Central Booking? Is that where you want us to do the podcast from? <laughs> okay. Name me another podcast I dare you. I will. I dare you to find another podcast that has the balls to not only ask those questions, do it in a respectful and entertaining way, <laughs> and to have that player or any player respond back in kind. And I guarantee you ain't find shit. <laughs> well said. Uh, so, uh, well, so welcome to the show, everybody. If uh, if this happens to be your first time listening, my name is Christian Polanco. My name is Alexis Guerreros. Uh, together, we are your favorite stand-up comedians out in New York City that host the funniest soccer podcast that you've ever listened to, by far. By far, far and away. And it's not just that, Christian. What it a, what, is that, but it's also the gulliest. You know what? I, I heard that, too. I heard, I heard about that. That we are the gulliest. You heard about that? <laughs> you know, the, the streets is talking about how we are the gulliest <laughs> soccer podcast. Shh, 
they almost put that in the State of the Union, but they were like, nah, man, we don't want to blow it up too much. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but speaking, and you know what? And you know what? If they, if, if Trump would have said we're the gulliest, nobody in the crowd would have said no, mames. <laughs> exactly. Did you see that? I, I did see. Did that. Did you see the congresswoman from Texas? She just she she Beautiful. leaned over to the person next to her the and le- said, "No, mames!" Right into the camera. That is my <laughs> spirit animal. <laughs> the thank the, you. The strength uh, and the power of of the eye rolls uh, in that crowd oh. was was palpable. Was <laughs> yo. I mean, her like most most of the new Congress people had to just massage the sides of their eyes because the eye rolling. <laughs> Was intensive. I know on my end, I was eye rolling heavy. They were giving themselves migraines. Their eyes rolling their eyes so damn hard. Uh, But I wanted to say, speaking of of Jermaine Jones, well, an interesting thing happened after we had Jermaine Jones on the podcast. One of them was that he uh, he ended up. uh, Remember, he was uh, private on Instagram. Right. And and we were we were always talking about how no one could get uh, no one could see all this. You know, the 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 messy uh instagram stories that he would be doing and all that stuff and people people would we were we would be the the conduit for people to get all those uh all those stories but after he did our show he went public did you know that he went public yeah, yeah i know uh, so we had, so I, I genuinely believe we had some influence in him being, I feel the last couple weeks, he, he's been a different Jermaine Jones. He, he's been a little bit more, um, you know, more front facing and more direct to, to his fans. Like he's been like a, a, a gentler Jermaine Jones. Like even just the other day, he did a, a, an Instagram live and he did this thing where he's now talking to fans through Instagram live. So he'll just, uh, you know, do a one-on-one and he'll do an IG live with like a big fan of his and they'll just ask him questions and stuff like that. And he's just like trying to be a more uh, helpful and more connected Jermaine Jones, you know? So, it, Well, this is, I think this is the Cooligans effect. We're seeing it <laughs> in action. Without a doubt. I mean, let's not be crazy because it, it must have been a, a day or two after we put out the podcast that he, he went public. He started, he's just, he's turned over a new leaf. That's all. Okay. I think he saw, I think he saw from our interview, he was like, yo, the streets need this. <laughs> uh, this ain't just for me and my couple thousand fans that got in before the lock. No. The whole world needs this. So <laughs> you're welcome, America. Very much so. Yeah. Send us uh send us our thank you cards. Uh you know, it'll it'll we're still waiting for Dax McCarty's uh as well, but uh <laughs> Yo, he's never gonna send it. I know he's personally said thank you to us twice, and now his wife has said thank you to us. But we got nothing to put on the wall. <laughs> okay, I mean, look, I mean, there's a, there's a, uh, I, I've been saving a spot for like two years on the refrigerator. I don't know what's going on. So, uh, I still can't believe we saw him and his family in Atlanta. And remember how much his father was laughing. These are the guys. Like everyone knows the story. <laughs> these are these idiots. Uh, all right, <laughs> these are the fools. <laughs> yeah, putting putting our family name to shame. Okay, all right, now I know. <laughs> it all makes sense. Uh, 
so uh, for, for, so t- uh, I, like always, thank you again to uh, Gully Squad for making these episodes happen. And and uh, you know, if you guys, uh, we had mentioned before, uh, it, we're we're going to be planning some more uh, exclusive content for the Gully Squad fans because now they, they we're this uh this this community is now uh, sort of uh, you know developing and it's it's becoming a really cool thing that I that I genuinely love uh, the it, you know it, it's it's like the a, a group of like-minded individuals that are like figuring out how to communicate about soccer in a in a way that's different than you know the comment thread at mlssoccer.com or just on twitter like it's like it, it, it's dope so we uh we're going to start doing some uh stuff to to give you guys uh you know to, to give you guys some more exclusive content because without a doubt you guys have earned it so uh if you guys want to join not, not just that they deserve it without you it. know what yeah. i mean so if you if you want to join go to soccercooligans.com slash gully squad and uh become a member and uh and get in on that super seeker face facebook group that may or may not exist uh uh so we're going to be giving one of the main things that uh, I'm working on right now is to uh, give you guys some clips uh, of the live shows that we've done. So like maybe some uh, from the World Cup Comedy Tour, some we just were at ISC and uh, we have a bunch of fun footage uh, from that. So we're going to be giving and that. And keep in mind that when we were on stage, we said that it would never leave that room, but we recorded because we wanted to put some clips out. And that's who it's going to. It's going to Gully Squad. Yeah. So it's not going to go. It's not going to go on YouTube. It's not going to go on our Insta- Instagram. It's not going to go on anything. It's going to strictly go to Gully Squad. So if you want, if you didn't get a chance to be in those rooms for you know whether it was ISC, maybe you're an ISC member but you couldn't go and you want to check out what that show was like, or maybe you couldn't get to a World Cup comedy tour. If you're a member of Gully Squad, it's going to be like you were in the room. Exactly. And then we have some really fun uh, moments, especially the one in Atlanta with uh, with Alexi Lalix and, and, and Max Bredos and uh, a bunch of fun, oh, what a night. fun moments that, that uh, we we're glad to show you guys. And if you know, a lot of time people can't, you know, some people are not going to fly all the way from like Seattle to go to Atlanta uh, to go see us live. But, you know, the hope is that we'll, we'll get to your city soon, I promise. And uh, But if you can't be there, if you join the Gully Squad, you can you can sort of see what those moments are like. And, and the live shows have been super, super fun. And uh, a, a thing that have has, like, sort of just excited us, uh, not, not just about soccer, but about, like, comedy again. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's a new way to do what we enjoy doing. And we get to talk about the things that you know that these particular fans in front of us these soccer fans enjoy and there's really nothing like it it's really really fun so uh so again yeah we're going to be giving that to uh, the gully squad members so make sure uh to join so uh we have uh so today we have a, a fun episode because we, we're going to be playing another interview from uh from chicago at the United Soccer Coaches Convention, and this was uh, this is a special one uh, with uh, with a couple people on it. Uh, basically, we have uh, Edgewater Castle, which is a a team that uh, it, filled with uh, some you know refugees and and immigrants, and and it has a uh, uh, and they play in a lower league, and it's it's just a dope, and it, it's a really cool uh, uh, experience and a, and a cool project that they're working on, and we got to talk to them about uh, that whole thing. It was a really fun interview as well. So a lot to look forward to on this episode but let's start with a couple things going on in 
Major League Soccer. Uh, so we, we uh, throughout the week, in the last couple two, last two weeks, we haven't really had a, a chance to talk about some of the signings that have been uh, made in Major League Soccer. Well, there's so many. There's this so entire <laughs> this entire offseason has been absolutely insane. Yeah, it, this is uh, the the last couple of years. I mean, easily the last like. I want to say five, six years in, in MLS, every, the, the off seasons are becoming less and less boring, right? There's gen, the, the league in just since we started the podcast, the league has become a, uh, a real, real place that's like competing in the world market for good players and, and not, yeah, the, the, Absolute the Suarezes and all these people; those are not that's not what MLS is uh, in in sort of competing for. But real, just quality players that have an interest in uh, uh, in in furthering their careers. I think that's that's been the biggest surprise. Where going to MLS is not even it, it's definitely shedding the retirement league thing, but it's 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 becoming a little bit like oh, I'm gonna go to MLS and raise my stock a little bit. And then I'm going to move on, which that wasn't really the case uh, for a long time. And and now the off seasons, because of that, are uh, are way more exciting. You know, and the other thing is, I mean, think back to the first few off seasons that you and I experienced as MLS fans. We kind of missed that that sort of the preseason a bit before NYCFC's first season, right? So what was that? That was 2015. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So we kind of missed that. But like all the ones after that, they were big splashes. Like we would get some really big names like, uh, you know, some some of the older guys. And then all of a sudden you get your, you know, Almirones, your Medinas. And these are players that we're not like sure of. You know what I mean? We would have to do like research on or, you know, watch those stupid YouTube clips of, you know, bad techno music, all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's my my favorite music. That's all I listen to. Uh, (laughs) That's it. I only listen to (laughs) shitty techno one and a half minutes at a time. Okay. And sometimes, yo, sometimes you're watching these YouTube clips. And they're not even that many highlights. It's like a guy passing a ball, and then it doesn't even go in the net. You're like, what's happening? Why is this a highlight? Is this player any good? And then you realize, like, all right, this is a kid in Bulgaria doing this. Like, (laughs) leave him alone. But you're never sure. And now we're starting to see those players get sold or at least be sought after. And we're starting to see, like, the Lucho Acostas. Maybe this PSG thing was a one-off, but just the fact that he's being sought after, we didn't know who he was when he came in. A lot of people thought he was a bust until Rooney got here. And then now you're starting to see these players be sort of like lusted over, you know, like American players and players that were brought into the American League are now important players somewhat on the world market. We have now entered MLS into the world market. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's exciting times. It is exciting, and we'll we'll get to a story that where uh, uh, you know about uh, Andrew Gutman uh, that that that's a bit of an issue. Uh, there was a great article from Partenario that we'll talk about in a little bit. But let's just uh, talk about some of the, the the big signings, at least that that uh, piqued our interest. Uh, we have to start with NYCFC. Uh, Alex Alexandru Mitritsa. Uh, uh, he's a uh, he's Romanian, uh, and he uh, he was signed. The transfer fee was eight million dollars. Uh, so, uh, and what, this is, I believe, the third highest. Transfer. Wait, I read, I read nine point one. 
maybe uh okay yeah that I, I thought it was eight it, it could be i haven't gotten the exact number a lot of yeah, money no it's 9.1 it's the f- it's the fourth or third the third or fourth highest transfer ever yes in mls history and, and you know a couple of weeks ago we were uh we were talking about uh, our concern with NYCFC, and we thought they were going to have a rough old time uh, in this season because who was going to replace uh, David Villa? Um, and it, it 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 looks like they're listening to the show, uh, and they're really and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We got to calm these cooligans down because they're 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 hitting the panic button. Uh, <laughs> you think someone? You think at the front office they were like, "Oh my God, the cooligans are right." <laughs> we have, we oh no, been, we've been asleep at the wheel. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's been in front of us this whole time. <laughs> I listened to the show, and I was, I was all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? I think we should get to work. Uh, <laughs> but no, get me some spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> Make it, you know, it's like one of those things where they're, uh, you know, when your boss walks by your your cubicle and you have to bring up the window of like a bunch of spreadsheets sheets and stuff that you were doing it's like yeah i've been working this whole time yeah. Don't worry. i wasn't i wasn't just, just <laughs> playing just working jeweled. on the qd report boss <laughs> <laughs> we're all good it's like uh i remember remember I, I used to when i was a very little kid i had a one of the first computer games i ever had uh we bought at like a yard sale it was a uh it was michael jordan versus larry bird it was a one-on-one basketball game yeah yeah I remember and that. i and i if you hit f10 it would switch to stocks like um, it would be like uh, it looks like it was a screen of like stocks. So yeah. you know this was for people at corporate offices. <laughs> like if someone was walking in, they hit the button. Like just looking at the futures on orange juice, <laughs> boss. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's so watching. I, I you know I spent some time watching uh, some uh, Mitrica. So apparently he likes to go by Mitri, right? So I was watching the NYCFC uh, interviews uh, with him and so Mitri uh when, when I was watching his highlight I was actually quite impressed because he's Romanian but his highlight music was reggaeton uh so this yeah. is this is a step up this is a, a step in the right direction right I, I'm very happy which, which already I'm willing to say now based on that information this is the greatest DP signing in the history of MLS. <laughs> Without a doubt. Okay. Look, his, his, uh, his portfolio is already strong. Okay. Cause <laughs> yeah, I mean, you put cut and print. I think My it, man's got a little bad bunny on there. <laughs> I think it was, I, if I'm not mistaken, I, have, I would have to play. I think it, it might've been like Jay Balvin or, or Osuna or, or Osuna. Like that. So yeah. that's all, all right. I'm, you know what? Little Romanian man. I'm listening because this is, or I'm this, sold. <laughs> this is, a good sign so um so if you don't so mizita um I, I forgot the club that he's coming from it's a it's a remaining club but he he was definitely someone Karovia. okay so he was he was getting uh looks at i think he was trying to go to like seria or something like that and then he when you see him play uh he is he's very he's very small he's i think he's like five four five five uh he might he might be slightly taller than maxi morales i don't know uh i one thing I know for sure, um, there there may not be one header goal uh, from a forward this uh, this season. Hey, don't up. say it, or Moxie's going to be shaving a number ten into the side of your head. <laughs> so uh, he's he's very small, but when they were when they were asking him um, who uh, who. What, like what? Not necessarily what's his favorite player, but what player he likes to like. What reminds himself uh, of of him? Uh, and he he was like Sebastian Jovinko. Uh, and when you watch him play, he's he's not. Uh, 
he's almost not as small as Jovinko, but you can definitely see that type of player. Uh, he is, and I've noticed this. I, I've talked about this on the show before. Whenever I'm playing soccer and I'm playing against shorter people that are just good, uh, it's really ba- it's really annoying uh, because you can't. You can't get a body on them. You can't. You can't really uh, get that. They, they have a, a that low center of gravity. You can't really move them anywhere. Uh, and and I think that's the kind of trouble he's going to be causing. Well, I what I like about him is that he's he's a scorer. You know what I mean. And and this is it's something that translates to every market. You know what I mean. Like if you score goals, people recognize that. My big fear is so I have two things. Right, one, no one in the world rated him at $9.1 million. <laughs> so <laughs> my fear there is the fuck are y'all doing? <laughs> like, nah, is, this, know something. is this a they know financial fair play thing? <laughs> well, that's the other thing, right? This is Manchester City. So this is the benefit of having a world sort of scouting uh, system similar to like the Red Bulls have with Red Bull. The NYCFC has that with Manchester City, right? So we get the benefit of all that scouting knowledge, Right. But to some degree, it's like if you're Manchester City, you can make a $9.1 million mistake and it not be a big deal. If you're an MLS, you can't really do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not you know, fun money just to <laughs> throw around. No. <laughs> um, I mean, definitely uh, City Football Group has a, uh, they can go, they can, you know, they can uh, take bigger risks even within MLS, uh, but they're, that's not necessarily the, the, the smartest thing to do. But I mean, watching them play and, and, there's something comforting, at least to me. I think for NYCFC fans, I think there's something comforting in him saying, I've watched MLS, I know the league, and Jovinko's my favorite player there. Uh, so that- I, I like I like how he said, like, yo, he, he talked like a... He, first of all, he looks and also talks like an extra on a Taken movie. Like, <laughs> <Sure>. he... Uh, <laughs> dead ass. He looks like he stole Liam Neeson's daughter. Uh, <laughs> he okay, well, said, he goes... Well, Liam Neeson, he goes, I'm will, not here. Well, he'll end up, uh, you know, uh, thinking of attacking a black man for it because yeah, uh, he's just gonna go find a black guy. So don't worry about <laughs> freaking maniac. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I know Liam Neeson's like. By the way, I'm not racist. Like you heard what you said, though, right? Uh, yeah. You see why we came to that conclusion, though, right, Liam? Uh, which yeah. we'll call it. He said uh, he in his interview. He said, I have "I'm a not here for the city." Skills. Racism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Liam. <laughs> Mitri, Mitri said in his meeting, he goes like, look, I'm not here for the city. I'm here to score goals and win. I'm here for MLS. I'm here for the league. I'm here for uh, New York City Football Club. I don't care. I'm not here because of the city, which I get is like, you know, the point of like how people look at MLS. It's like, oh, you're here just to have a good time and relax because, you know, blah, blah, blah. Nobody knows who you are. But he's like making it clear that that's not it. He's here to win. But also it sounds like I don't care about your famous city. <laughs> you know? Oh, tall buildings. I do not care. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very nice skyline. <laughs> that is not why I'm here. I'm here to win. Yeah. I do just, not care the points at the top of your building. I care about the three points. <laughs> he's uh, he, yeah. He just, it sounds like a straight up mercenary. He's just like, I am, I'm, I'm hired to kill. I'm ki- he'll yeah. kill the goalpost. Uh, he, I am not, I am not, 
I do not smile in photographs because I am not paid <laughs> to smile in photographs. Uh, but it, it looks uh, it looks like a fairly good move. I, I mean, I, I think the, the 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 I guess with the type of player, like and and Gio, with Giovinco leaving, and you know, there's just because you're a short guy uh, doesn't mean you're going to be good at soccer. Uh, but the the w- watching some of the highlights and clearly it's very it's very packaged to show the the best moments. But the 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 dude looks like he has a, a an eye for goal and and uh a, 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 like um I, i'm interested to see how he's going to fit with uh i guess because we're, we're we're only used to seeing david villa uh, up top and 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 what that sort of means right and he was what, what was Villa's strength was just like just good on the ball can can definitely Create not the fastest guy, but he can create some space, being kind of deceptive. But it looks like that's not really going to be the case with with Mitri. It looks like he's just going to well be just if a, you like a little him, ant running, you know, running around. We got two of them, yeah, you know, because we got Moxie <laughs> over there too. But if you follow at NYCFC Tactics, they posted this before, and I guess this came off of a conversation they had on the podcast. But they posted what they think. The lineup is where the formation is going to look like, and it's uh, Mitri and Medina in the midfield. You've got, um, what you call it, right? Is it no Medina and so, yeah, Mitri and Medina in the midfield, and it's going to be Moxie starting up top, up front. Okay, and I guess he's going to play a false nine, and you're going to have um, I forgot who the wingers are. Um, uh, I, I, all the, I know is imp- Moxie's up front, yeah. and I can't stop staring at that. <laughs> How the hell is that possible? I mean, he's done it before. He did a couple for a couple games. Well, but- I think it's functional when you switch in and out, when you confuse the defender. But when he's starting as your center forward and he's five three, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, look, you know, Sean Johnson doesn't play it long, right? NYCFC doesn't play it. Uh, they don't yeah, kick yeah. the ball far. They play from the back. So it doesn't matter. And if he's if he's a false nine, I think that works. But general, when I think of a center forward, I think of the build of like a Giroud. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, th- this might be a uh, a terrible mistake as far. I, well, I, my, my concern, if that's the case, then it, it would be about d- defensively, like, there's going to be a lot of set piece goals that they're probably going to give up. There's going to be, a, you know, if, if Mitri doesn't seem like the best defender we got going, but uh, so it, it, it'll be an interesting year. Again, we went from they're probably not going to make the playoffs to they might look all okay. The the only concern is, uh, especially in the Eastern Conference, is that LN United looks like they are they are better than last year uh which is kind of crazy but it really it does look so so the other the other signing that we didn't get to talk about for NYCFC was Keaton Parks uh who is a uh men's national team uh he's gotten i think one or two caps if i'm not mistaken um but he was uh what what team was he playing Benfica uh yeah right Benfica that's right he he was in the uh, yeah he's he's Benfica but he never cracked well I mean he rarely cracked the uh, first team exactly so uh so him- but hold on a second I mean we talked about him on the show a few years back he's one of those guys that FC Dallas just missed okay this is a uh, Frisco the kid's from Frisco he's, he's from, from Frisco Texas he's from Plano he- which is obviously next door. Sorry, Plano. Too many towns over there. Uh, he's he's from the Dallas area, right? FC Dallas missed out on this kid, turned him down for an academy spot, and then here comes Benfica. He's basically a Goodman. You know what I mean? Like 
here's here's Chicago not really rating the kid, and you know uh, Celtic comes in and is like, yo, we'll take him. Like, yeah, Keaton Parks was one of the first ones where I was like, wait, what? Benfica and Benfica. I mean, you forget who Benfica has like developed. Angel Di Maria, uh, Renato Sanchez, just like this name of like big name. You know, this list of big name those players. I never heard those over the last few years. Who are those guys? No, Di Maria. <laughs> never heard of him. Oh, you mean he, he could have played with the great Lucha Acosta? Um, so so Benfica, it's no joke when it comes to youth development. Benfica knows what they're doing. They may not be Ajax level to some people, but Benfica has developed some incredible players, and that's their only way of making money. They're in the Portuguese league. So if they thought Keaton Parks was good enough to even be in the reserve, like, yo, my guy, I kind of co-signed the guy. Yeah, so uh, he is uh, being loaned to NYCFC, and I think he, he's been upfront about, um, you know, wanting to get back into his parent club and that he wants but to. He has get- to say that. She you know, can't hold it against him. He sure. has to say that. So, but there is a, a possibility of. Uh, I, I think they're like, if the season goes well, he might stay with NYCFC longer. Or, uh, but it, it, it's an interesting. It's a one year loan. One year loan. It's it's interesting move. Just in general, he's a good player. And uh, again, it's like another one of those. We'll see where sort of where he fits or whatever. Uh, but it's, I think if given, I think if he plays well, I think he sees the future in MLS as sort of being a bit of a bigger springboard. You know, it may be a slightly lower quality than a Benfica, right? Overall. But if Benfica would, you'd have to be one of the best in Benfica in order for the rest of Europe to look at you. Being one of the best in MLS might be a little bit easier and it would immediately lead to Europe taking a look at you. And the way Manchester City and City Football Group do things, if you play well and you look like you can be sold, City Football Group will quote unquote buy you from NYCFC so that they can make the money selling you. Yeah. Well, and as it, opposed to giving MLS a cut essentially. Yeah, and and it's tougher it's tougher to be seen really if you're not playing at at the you know at the for, on the first team somewhere in the world, right? If you're if you're yeah. in the reserves they're, they're, that that you just you just um have that like you're tainted in a, in a way where like oh he couldn't make it to the first like regardless of how good you are in the reserves like the being in the first team in MLS is is better than being in the reserves in Benfica right like that's not as far as like adding to adding to your value right that's a fair statement oh absolutely to make. it's you know it's it's actual games you're yeah. you know you're you're in you're in the battles and that's the important thing it's like um Gideon Zalalem who's being looked at to come you remember Gideon Zalalem he was yeah. uh the kid from Washington DC area gets bought by Arsenal as like a 16 year old looked amazing in those preseason a couple injuries a little bit of a bad attitude from what i heard um and he's been sort of loaned out to like these like Scandinavian teams and stuff. There's a chance he goes to Sporting Kansas City, which I hope for because I thought this kid was he was Christian Pulisic before Christian Pulisic. Yeah. And he's another one of these like midfield marvels if he gets a chance. And it's getting first team minutes is important. It doesn't matter necessarily where it is, but I do think MLS is better than some random Scandinavian team that no one's ever heard of that they're probably not looking at to scout from. Yeah, th- th- this is uh, just in general. The, the, I feel like the the 
whole tone of everything we're talking about, about all these players that are that are interested in MLS or, uh, uh, you know, or have already signed. There's a there's this growing feeling that the that the standard in MLS is like growing right before our eyes where we're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Where we're like, this league is actually good. I mean, not, for, regardless of how you feel about the pro rel or, or the rules and all that other stuff. Yeah, which the logistics all, of it may not be your favorite. Yeah, but but the quality of play is is starting to surpass it's a, a lot of other countries where like you if you want to get you might become a better player uh playing here over playing somewhere in Scandinavia playing or playing in Romania like how I don't know how good the Romanian league is per se uh, uh but we could we could take a stab at it <laughs> <laughs> and just say it's probably not great yeah well, I don't, I, do they do they stab in the Romanian league I think they might stab well a I bit. let's just say I use that word on purpose <laughs> <laughs> so uh so this is this this is a, a a good reason to be excited about the quality of soccer that you will see in America so that in itself is uh is re reason enough to be a little bit happy so just look at look at terrence boyd who was starting for the men's national team not that long ago and my man is now going to tfc for two hundred thousand a year he's not even a tam player yeah <laughs> dog from the men's national team to not even a tam player and that's not i don't think that the, i think the guy's got quality i think he's got a lot of talent i'm not saying that you know, sort of in spite of his talent, I'm saying that's how good the league is getting yeah. where a player like Terrence Boyd three years ago comes in as a DP. Yeah. People are getting kind of uh, left behind, uh, which is, uh, which is, which is good and bad, right? You have to like, if you're not good yeah. enough, uh, it, it is what it is. So uh, a couple you're of Dunzo, the, a, a couple of uh, who's Dunzo. Did they sign him? Uh, okay. So yeah, <laughs> he's from the, uh, he's from, he's a reserve at Krakowia. <laughs> So the um, uh, a couple other ones. Uh, so we we were talking a lot about uh, Pete Martinez. Uh, uh, you know, obviously uh, coming from uh, River Plate and South American Football of the Year, whole thing, big signing. Uh, and and then on top of that, the dude seems serious as hell. Doesn't smile. He's 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 uh, he's uh, the you know the Dimitri of of uh, of Argentina, uh, but he seems very serious about it. But now we actually got to kind of see him play, see him uh, at training, see him. Uh, the the Atlanta United just played a uh, friendly against uh, Cholos uh, of Liga MX, of coached by our poppy himself, Oscar Brea, who uh, who's been on the show. Please please listen to that episode if you haven't. Uh, Papa. And- Papa, eres tú. <laughs> so he, um, uh, but Piti already genuinely looks amazing. We already saw him. We already saw him at Libertadores and, and playing playing for River and all that stuff. But as far as fitting into MLS and, and uh, you know, Almirón, you know, we also didn't talk about that. Almirón signing uh, for Newcastle. Uh, weirdly enough, I, I think with without Miguel Amiron and with Piti Martinez, the team the team looks almost better. They they are appear more confident than ever before and and have to be the the, the early favorites for uh, MLS Cup in twenty nineteen. Well here's the other thing. the 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 East has gotten a little weaker. So you I mean just give them the top spot, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, a lot of it, what is it? Is it the confidence of having won MLS Cup and not having that chip on your shoulder, right? Which can be a negative sometimes. Is it 
the Bauer? Is it the Bauer system? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, is that an advancement over Tata Martino's system? Maybe. Maybe it is. We're about to find out. Is it just that Cholos was, you know, in, in bad form? Maybe. There's a lot going on there. But Piti uh, Martinez plays very differently than, than Almiron. But now that the Almiron saga is resolved, now that team can sort of start to build out without him. Now it's like, okay, we know he's not here. Let's do what we have to do. And you and I have talked about this in the past. Sometimes when someone who is so focal on your team leaves, it almost makes it better because then everyone around you picks up the slack. Sure. Uh, and yeah, you sort of expect a lot of that. I, I, I think, uh, the, the, I don't know how different Atlanta United is going to look, um, but as far as the... Uh, intensity it feels like i feel like frank deboer is a more intense guy than tata martino uh with and you can take that however you want i don't know what you know i'm not even sure what i mean as far as what in particular but he just seemed you know the the the, uh tata gave off a little bit of a more chill vibe even though i know that Atlanta united had one of the uh like strictest like training schedules and remember Bobby Boswell was talking about how they they would they would train they would like break union rules because they were training too much and, and things like that uh but DeBoer seems like it, it might be even more than that you know what i mean right and i look he's also He's been at the top. I mean, this is a guy who's been, he was coaching Ajax when they went through a pretty incredible run. He's not going to take any shit. And I don't think he comes across as much a father figure as Tata did. Yeah. He's, he's, like, he's Tata more, had that cool uncle vibe. Yeah. <laughs> DeBauer does not. Frank DeBauer seems like the guy, uh, you know, the dad who who doesn't blink. You know, he doesn't, he's not going to yeah. let these kids mess around at all. I'm, I, I see everything. <laughs> he's like a Bob Bradley. <laughs> sure. You know? Yeah. He doesn't laugh at your joke. He just looks at you and goes, I see what you did there. You know? <laughs> well done, sir. Okay. Now get back out there. Uh, but uh, so, Atlanta United uh, making these uh, big signings like that, uh, uh, getting their, their, their DP there and selling off uh, Mirong. But really, I, I think the. One of the biggest moves, and and this is again when when moves like this happen, and and some some are tactical decisions, right, uh, for the the betterment of uh, of the of the club, but the betterment of that squad. Uh, but Atlanta United just signed Florentine Pogba, uh, the, the you know the older brother of of Paul Pogba of Manchester United. If you never this heard is of just that. for bands. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of that guy, but if you don't know Florentine Pogba, um, and if you, I don't know if you don't follow uh, Paul Pogba on, uh, on on social media or whatever, but he's he's very close with his brothers. He has an he has a one. There's there's three of them total. Uh, he's very close, uh, and they are they're the f- probably one of the most fun trios that you'll see in soccer right they like as far as they're all very similar like they all dance together they all have a good time together what you think of paul pogba's personality just realize all three of them have the exact same personality exactly but think of paul pogba's talent and they do not have this they, the other brothers do not have no that. So just keep that in mind no they don't they have talent <laughs> they have but they ain't got talented that. but i'm not taking anything away from them but there's definitely like every member of NSYNC. than the world cup winner paul pogba right <laughs> like every member of in sync 
could sing, but they weren't all Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Correct. Uh, who uh, who can't dance, according to Alexis Guerrero's that he, No, he can, just not as good as me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, so uh, so the, the reason I'm excited about this is because, you know, uh, offseason in the Premier League uh, and just in Europe in general, because both of the other brothers play soccer as well, but this is like... As far as the, the how to sell the league, you know MLS is gonna be yo. I'm gonna we we getting we're getting you know, turn on that notification bell for the for Florentin Pogba and all the all the Pogba brothers. But as soon as they they set foot in Atlanta, just the, imagine the Pogba brothers in Atlanta. What is that going to Dude. look like? What are they gonna do first? You know they're going to remake the Bad and Bougie video. <laughs> That's first. Okay, see? All right. This is exciting. This is what this is how you sell soccer, okay? Already. Already <laughs> I'm excited. Is is what what's the first step? I mean, I, I think the Atlanta United fans should really uh make a real connection with Florentine Pogba because they they need to let him know what food spots to go to first. They need to know they need to know what 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 the is the Magic City Mondays? Is that where we go? Like, I mean, what's the, they need to get give them an agenda because the Pogba brothers are going to be listening to uh, to Florentine and and uh, and really put Atlanta more on a map because Pogba going to your city, Paul Pogba going to Atlanta and doing Atlanta things is is a is a big move. All right, and and so it's that's, almost like Paul Pogba sent a scout. <laughs> to Atlanta to go. <laughs> he yeah. sent his brother to go find me some cool shit to do in find Atlanta. Me, look, I'm looking, for when you, for my off season. <laughs> go get a job out there. Look, look, get some look at some properties, okay? Because I'm thinking of you know maybe building a summer home out in Atlanta. Uh, so th- this is gonna be dope. And he's already Florence Pogba is already a character. Uh, and uh, so he he's so I'm actually interested to see where he's gonna play or what the. He's he's more he's a center back uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's a center back. So that's again it's going to be a little bit tough to break in. Uh, you know, LGP and Parkhurst kind of have that on lock. Uh, how much? How much? Th- this might be a, for, for the future, right? Because Michael, this might be Michael Parkhurst last year. Uh, so maybe this is like a more also long- just for depth. You know, they have CCL. Yeah, that's true. So this it's just it's a good depth move. And I think this move was inspired when all the rumors of LGP being sold to um, was it Club America. I forgot who was looking after LGP. Who's looking no, at LGP. It, I think it was Boca. So, I think it was kind of go Boca. That's right. Boca. You're right. Boca. Um, so I think it was just a reaction to that. And I think it was the Paraguay national team's coach. Uh, uh, Juan Carlos Osorio is not a huge fan of his team of his players playing in MLS. So I think a lot of them are trying to make moves out of that to get better standing in the Paraguay national team. So you got LGP who was trying to make those maneuvers, I thought, but I guess it didn't it didn't um, materialize. And once you start a conversation with a Pogba, you start to see all the marketing possibilities. It's worth bringing them in. And if that's competition for LGP and for Michael Parkers, that's better for the team. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, so it's, it's certainly, I can't wait for the Breck Shea Florentine Pogba web series. <laughs> Yo, I mean, it's going to be entertaining, uh, this season without a doubt. So, um, so a couple other things, uh, before we get to our interview, the, uh, 
so uh, real quick, this was this was uh, worth talking about. So um, LA Galaxy, they have a uh, a new. Uh, stadium. Um, the, the naming rights have changed. It used to be StubHub Center, and now it's going to be Dignity Health uh, Sports Park. I think uh, something like that. So, uh, so Dignity Health is the new uh, sponsor for the stadium, and uh, so it came out uh, uh, today that there was a a new. Um, uh, they sent out like a packet, I guess, for the season ticket holders, and they they let them know that they could um, uh, of like all the new things that that were going to be happening with the stadium. So one of them uh, was that there is a a plan to build a David Beckham statue uh, in uh, outside the stadium. What uh what. Uh, it- what do you think of that? My first thought is: is it better be shirtless? <laughs> sure, and it, and some if you can etch the tattoos on his body as well, that would oh, be... oh the tattoos should all be raised slightly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like braille almost. You can really feel that. Oh my god! <laughs> and it shouldn't be on a pedestal. It should be just like standing in the street, like like a human size, exactly. so that anybody, man, woman, or child, could just go up and feel the tattoos and maybe the abs. <laughs> you know, get the experience that yes. a uh, a posh spice would get on a daily basis. Sure, that's kind of nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, be like or posh. allegedly waitresses at local restaurants in New York. <laughs> you know? Allegedly. Allegedly. Nobody's, uh, nobody knows anything about that. So, the, uh, so I, I think we don't have... Uh, many statues of MLS players, right? So this is like maybe a, a, a good... Uh, he, he is uh, important to American soccer and growth of the league. Uh, kind of a cool thing. Hopefully it doesn't look like, you know, the, the Ronaldo uh, bust or whatever. Uh, hopefully they do a good job with it, but it looks like this is a real possibility. So uh, can't well, I know to- one person who won't be happy about it. Landon Donovan. Landon. <laughs> that is very funny too. But, he, you know, he played, he played for the San Jose Earthquakes also, like he's not, he's not, you know, statue worthy because of uh, as far, with LA Galaxy because he has, uh, you know, those blemishes on his career. Anyway, I don't know. A lot of people would say he's more of an LA Galaxy legend than uh, David Beckham. David Beckham was more of a mercenary. I mean, you can't rate the whole uh, San Jose Earthquake thing because, uh, uh, you know, David Beckham. It's not like he didn't play with another team called Manchester United. Okay. Uh, I mean, who was the the player um, who played for uh, like Sol Campbell? Like Sol Campbell, could he be? Could he have a statue outside of uh, outside the Emirates? No, because he he played for he, he played for Tottenham. He played as well. for Tottenham. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I mean, I would say do it, but then you know it's just going to get wrecked by Tottenham fans. <laughs> yeah, it would be a nightmare. So, um, oh, you uh, know what they should do is build that statue equidistant from uh, the new White Hart Lane and Emirates. Yeah. So, uh, so the uh, so other thing. So we don't have time to talk about. The, uh, we'll talk, we'll, next episode, uh, we'll we'll get to. Uh, it, do you say Gutman or Gutman? Andrew Gutman. I say Gutman. I think Gutman feels like feels you know better. Feels a little stronger. Anyway, uh, but so we'll, we'll get to that in the next episode because we have a. There, there was a article from Paul Tenorio that was absolutely fascinating that really shed light on how MLS uh, works and how, how players move and homegrown rights and it's all yeah there's a lot to talk about yeah there. we need we need a lot more time to talk about it so we'll get to our, our interview uh, with uh, Edgewater Castle so this is uh, again uh, a team they play uh, in the Chicago area and they uh, like we said a team of uh, refugees immigrants and it really has a, a very uh, open ended uh, um, and diverse 
kind of view on what soccer should look like, and uh, and it's great. So the the owner and it's operator, also the power of soccer. Yeah, you know, in a in a small community for people that are coming in here, even if they're finding it a little bit easier to assimilate than everyone else, there's still hurdles. And something like soccer, which is the world's language. Like like Aaron said on uh, Wednesday's episode, you know, like he knows he has something in common with anyone in the world because he could talk about soccer. Doing that in America is such a powerful force for some of these people that just have that one last step to sort of finding a way to feel more comfortable in the U.S. and finding a way to, to sort of give themselves a little bit of that passion they had back at home and yeah. make things a bit more normal for them. Exactly. And the, the dude who runs the team, uh, uh, great, great dude, Andrew Swanson, uh, who we met um, the, the for, for, on the World Cup comedy tour when we were out there. Uh, and great, great dude. Really supportive. Supportive of uh, the Cooligans. He's always been uh, a fan, and it was great to uh, talk to him and, and see what he was doing. And, and it, it helps us like realize and, and shed more light on there's a lot of people doing really good things uh, in within soccer and and for their communities and uh, again another reminder that it, this stuff is more than just uh, uh, you know dudes just kicking dudes or women kicking the ball around it's like this the, the game in itself can have such an, a huge impact on, on the community and this is what uh, Edgewater Castle is trying to do so here uh, so here it is let's get right to it here's our interview with Edgewater Castle Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Right before we get to our interview with Edgewater Castle, we just want to tell you a lot about this dope event we're going to be at and hosting. That's right. We're going to be hosting the uh, Adidas Gold Cup Cocktail Auction Fundraiser. Uh, so this is uh, for a uh, a group called Project Gold, which is a, a nonprofit, and it is a group uh, in Rhode Island that is... Uh, it, it's, it's, it, we, we've done stuff similar to this, and we've been meeting a lot of organizations like this. It's really cool. So they, they basically uh, tutor kids. Uh, and also, and there's a soccer program as well. So they get to play soccer for free. Uh, they get free tutoring. So, uh, and the, the the standard is basically do you do well in school. There's accountability, and they, you also get uh, coaching, uh, and you get to get better at soccer. So this is a, a really dope thing uh, that we're happy to be a part of. It's a real real honor, and this is open to the public. So anybody can go if you are in, which is nuts because a lot of times these are private events that we host. This is open. To everybody, exactly. And the money you give—if you buy a ticket—that's going to go towards kids getting to play soccer for free. If, dude, if you're a Revs fan, if you're a Providence City fan, this is your community we're talking about. Exactly. So this is uh, this is an opportunity to hang out with a you know a couple. Maybe there, there might be just parents of some of the kids there, and there might be some billionaires you know that want to donate and they, and they, who also want to maybe win some exciting items at an auction. So this is uh, a really cool thing. So we we've done stuff like this before. And genuinely, it's very different having two comedians do this. All right, it's a lot of fun. We can like roast some people. Remember, we did the the other one with with uh, Luis Robles, and we were roasting everybody and having a good time. So this is a, co- a really cool event. That one, if you uh, you want to attend, you can go get tickets at projectgoal.org, uh, and uh, we you, it's also on our Facebook page. We'll we'll be putting out uh, a bunch of link, links as well. Uh, so make sure. Uh, so this is happening March twenty now. March. 29th at 5 30 uh, p.m it's going to be a dope event it's open to the public uh and if you want to help uh the community and you want to help some uh, uh underserved kids play soccer and do better in school this is your opportunity so this is a you can get it see a fun show and you'll be helping the community uh and and doing a good thing for for american soccer yeah, just think about how different 
Christian and I and my life would have turned out if we had something like this. Yeah, if we would have had any That's help you whatsoever. Have you know, that would have been nice. If, they, if someone would have asked <laughs> us to do well in school just once, <laughs> think about how different. Christian alone would not be having to talk to me twice a week. Eggs. So just think of the positive things that can happen in the community when people get together and try to help out underprivileged kids, especially with something as good as education and soccer. I can't think of anything better. We're really happy to see this event. Go to our website. Go to projectgold.org. Find the information. Buy a ticket. Donate as much as you can. Come out and let us roast the crap out of you while we're dressed nicely. Yeah, baby, we're back! Oh my god, alright, so the, the convention is, uh, it, it has been wild, has been incredibly intense. And There's just so many people walking by that know who we are, we know who they are. Yeah, that's right. So Martino was just sitting here. <laughs> yeah, Tom Martino was just sitting here, but now we've we've got some real people yeah, exactly. here, not these fake Hollywood people. <laughs> warm up. Yeah. <laughs> so look, right now we are sitting with... Edgewater Castle, and if you don't know, you've Ed- seen us wear the hats on the show. If That's you watch right. our YouTube, and if you haven't, uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about a, a team in in Chicago, uh, an a- an amateur team that is is not only just a, any other soccer team. It is a team comprised of several refugees. Right. So what? So when we first heard this, we, and we met, or it's immigrants. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a combo club. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, a, not everyone, not everyone on the team that is from another country can describe themselves as a refugee. Okay. Uh, the guys on the team were born in Chicago. Right. Some people did come from uh, more like some from Poland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some more crisis situations. But, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, we basically try to be a team that is. Uh, accessible to everybody, regardless of sort of origin or financial situation. So, and, the and that's part- the voice of Andrew, by the way. Exactly. And so, so Andrew, let's start with you. What? So, explain what Edgewater Castle is, and 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 your involvement with the with the team. Okay. Um, so, Edgewater Castle is a not-for-profit, amateur into semi-professional soccer club that is designed to provide all communities of North Chicago with a high-quality, highly organized, and uniquely accessible soccer club experience. Uh, I don't know if any of this is getting through, but and all way, is, all okay, is. Great, great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so basically, we exist to provide. Um, the communities of North Chicago that don't have uh, as readily accessible um, avenues into the semi-professional soccer world. We try to, to be a platform that is uh, more accessible to, to those communities. Um, so what I, is North North Chicago, for those of us who don't live in Chicago? Yeah. What is, what is that like, and why was that important for you to be in the neighborhood? Like, what signifies North Chicago? Absolutely. Well, uh, that's, Cub, that's White Sox territory. It's not. It's actually it's Cubs. Not, Cubs. Cubs territory. Yeah, we're in okay. Cubs territory. So we're, we're about as far north in the city as you can get before you leave the city. Okay. Like Winterfell. Yeah, up yeah. There. Yeah. Um, so, Don't say that because now I thought Winterfell's a neighborhood here. No, I no, didn't no, remember no. Game of Thrones just Winterfell now. Castle, yeah. <laughs> they got a wall of ice. But you, Chicago's currently as cold as Winterfell. Yeah, so. that's a good point. It's <laughs> uh, a decent analogy. But basically, we're, we're a community that's very far north in the city, right on the lake, um, right off the red line. So it's very accessible to other parts of town. But um, something that's really important about how this team was able to start succeeding there is the fact that they're, uh, are, it's just an incredibly diverse area. Um, yeah. You know, I think there's like 78 languages spoken in like a four mile radius or something like that. And um, it's the Queens. 
of, yeah. of Chicago. Oh, sure. Yeah, actually, kind All of right. furthest north, furthest yeah. east. Well, Bronx is the furthest north, yeah, oh, yeah but yeah, it's but the most know. diverse. Yes, yes. They've got, I think, something like 180 languages right. spoken just in that. Yeah, it's wild. Right. Yeah. So uh, basically, we started Edgewater Castle out of the fact that the level of talent in the area is just so high, uh, mostly based on the fact that there are a ton of uh, immigrant refugee services or service organizations in Edgewater that have been around for a very long time to help bring communities from other countries in and acclimate and sort of become uh, part of American culture. And what, but why did you do this? Because okay. starting soccer teams is crazy, right? You just dump it all, you're losing money. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's yeah, a but very think about how dope it is to explain this on a Tinder date. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. Oh, 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 you work in an office? Well, let me tell you what I do. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, yeah, look, look at the hero over what, here. What made you, know? you want to make that kind of sacrifice? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it is it is difficult. Um, a lot of teams these days start by just, you know, someone with money being like, I got some, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do not have any. Um, so it was, Don't say that on the Tinder date. <laughs> just in case. Yeah, you know? is, right? yeah hide um, that part right there. So, uh, ba- basically, uh, I got really interested in soccer kind of for the first time a couple of years ago. Uh, I'm, I'm a carpenter. I make furniture as a, to make money. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I had an injury in my shop, and I was sort of bedridden for a winter. And over the course of that time, I just started watching games, and I got more into it. And that spring, I was, like, delusional, and I was like, I'm going to play. And I'm like, well, you don't have to play. And all these pickup games, and I go see people play, and I'd be like, hey, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Man, all these, all these immigrants are crushing yeah. me. <laughs> you could have gone the other way. Like, we need to get these immigrants out of here, so I'm better at Soccer, yeah, but I'm glad no. you went this way. Yeah, yeah. No, build a bigger table. Yeah, I like that. So, That's a good way to go. But legit, I like went to, to see players uh, and got to know some of the guys that were playing in the pickup games by the lake. And um, the level of talent was just so high. And I'd start to ask people questions about where they play, what teams they play for. The majority of the best players I'd see said, I don't play on a team. Like, there isn't a team for me to play on. Like, I'm, I'm not in college, I'm not in high school. Yeah. So, so the, basically, I started to investigate, like, how do you start a soccer team? Um, what are the different avenues you can go down? And through my research, I just sort of like smushed all my favorite ideas into one kind of business model, which is that we're uh, a not-for-profit organization that behaves with the intention to grow into a legitimate semi-professional club. Um, so, you know, the the fact that we don't charge anybody to participate has just helped bring in the town. Yeah, like, yeah. Like Gabe here. Um, people who just, you know, are in the neighborhood and showing up to play and, and uh, doing really well. So, yeah. So let's, let's, yeah, get let's to talk to Gabe. Some of the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have two, two of me. Let's start with Gabe. Uh-huh. Uh, Gabe, how, how do you end up at Edgewater? And what, what position do you play? What are you, what, what's your role? Uh, I originally play a center back, but... Oh, okay, we, <laughs> my coach here, uh, he's not really. Yeah. This is the thing about every defender, they swear they're the ones yeah. who score the goals. Yeah, right, right. This is, every center yeah. back is a forward that's as a frustrated forward. Yeah. I swear on that. So, okay, where are you originally from? Oh, I'm originally from uh, Tanzania, it's on the East Africa. Okay. Yeah, so. Uh, how'd uh-huh. you end up in Chicago? Oh, I moved here because my dad been here for like approximately 20 years now. So, okay. yeah, I applied for like visa. Then I ended up here. So with my family. 
That's amazing. Yeah. And uh-huh. let me ask, weather-wise, yeah. just like Tanzania, correct? The weather. The weather? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't have to buy a jacket. I'm sure you had one already. Uh, uh, when you got here, what was your first you... winter like? Were you like, why did people stay here? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the first time I got here, like, because I came alone from, like, Tanzania yeah. all the way here. So my dad used to tell me it's cold because I came in mid-November. It was on, yeah. Yeah. So when I got here... I got out of O'Hare, I got out the exit, I was like, probably I'm not here. This is not like what I, I expected. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I didn't have I no mean, shoes on, I didn't have no jacket. Am so I in I, the wrong country? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's who was just like those Jamaicans from the movie. Yeah, 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 something like that. You got off so the train, you're, you're off the plane, you're like, uh, did we land in northern Canada by mistake? <laughs> yeah. Oh, was, did this say Chicago or Antarctica? I think I'm in the wrong yeah, country. Yeah, that was my first impression. I was like, uh, probably I'm lying. So I went back in, then I find out I was in the right place. So. Yeah. yeah, but my dad knew I was going to mess up for some reason. So he had jackets, couple jackets with him for like... Did you ask him like, Dad, Miami wasn't on the list here? Uh, we couldn't get to Houston? No, I, I didn't ask her that question. I just knew I have Happy to, to deal with here. this for a while. It's, and yeah. So Gabe, what, what, does this, uh, what does this team mean to you? I know you getting here, and I know uh-huh. you must have played a tons of football, right, when yeah. uh, back in Tanzania. The fact that you have this opportunity just to play on... A, an organized team when that that's not too it's not too easy in America just to yeah. find find a place to play soccer what does it mean to you uh this I mean I was coach the other coach James who is not here with us he's the one who called me it's like uh we have a club going on so you want to come play I was like oh yeah because I was now I, I usually just play like pickup games yeah, I yeah. only like play for a team on summer 2016, I think, I made my own team and joined a league, but it was just like a regular league, which you're like, would not end nowhere, like, as edge water is, so I was I was pretty impressed, so I got there, and I was like, yeah, I mean, when I, I got there at the middle of, uh, not at the beginning, it was like, yeah, like, yeah, early summer, Summer, I think. Yeah, it was like uh, early uh, summer. 2018? Yeah. Summer, summer 2018? Yeah, something okay. like that. But yeah, I got that before we even started playing. Like, um, we even got an end season or like any league. So, yeah, yeah. Did you play a lot in Tanzania? Uh, I've I actually played a lot. I don't remember when I started playing soccer. So, I just know I play a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I just been playing soccer. Like, so. so it's important. I mean, this is one of the things that I think is important yeah. about what's happening with Edgewater is. Assimilating to a country, and we're both first-generation Americans. Yeah. So my mother came from Cuba. His family came from Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have friends around you that are the, from the same country, it's a little bit easier. But you still have to go out into America. Like, you have to leave that little pocket of friendship to go to work and stuff. And I just remember my mom explaining how difficult it was for her to assimilate a little bit. And those little bits of things that remind her yeah. of home just help a little bit sort of settle you. And for Cubans, it's like... A little Cuban coffee shop yeah. or friends and family that'll come over and make the same food you're used to. Was soccer that for you? Uh, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Because uh, when I got on the team, I was like, man, this this organization, I'm pretty impressed. So Were you like, I man, like, some of these people suck. More friends of mine. <laughs> this is really helping me out here. Nah, nah, I'm looking I mean, good. You don't look, you don't look, you don't look it that way because that's, like, that's the whole point of the team. Like yeah. you bring like different talent together to make right. yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, so that's how it is. So that's dope. I brought like six, seven friends of mine. Now we play in the same team. And I'm still bringing friends. So yeah. 
That's, that's yeah, that's, it's great. It's great. Uh, yeah, I'm just bringing people, but that's up to coach who is going to pick for the game. And yeah. Gonna, yeah. Here's what you need to do. You need to find a taller, slower, stronger friend to play center back so uh, you can be forward. <laughs> if you want to be forward. That's yeah. Not, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk. Wojcik Petroski. Yeah. Uh, you're one of the coaches or you're the head coach? I'm the head coach. You're the head coach. Yes. I mean, how does it feel to have like this like United Nations team? Uh, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's very good because we have players from different that grew up playing the game differently. So you can do stuff a little bit differently, but it's also a big challenge because everyone understands the game different. Yeah. And we have to play together. I, with me, you know, let's say I'm a power. I gotta know what Gabriel's going to do. Right. And also vice versa. He needs to know what I'm gonna do. But if you grew up playing the game different, I playing the game. Yeah, yeah. Different. So it's up to me, unfortunately. <laughs> but I really enjoy the challenge, getting the guys playing together. You know. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, yeah, that what what was uh, your uh, experience? Uh, you you said you were from Poland. Yes. Okay. So uh, so how did how what's your story? How did you get here? How did you end up be, becoming a, co a coach? Do you uh, play regularly? Is that been a, a, a huge part of your life? Like, or, or is coaching that passion that you that that's what you want to end up doing? Like, uh, full time as a career somewhere? All right. Uh, back in Poland, I did a lot of different sports. Okay. Now, I played soccer. I'm from a winter capital of Poland, which is called Zakopane, okay. which we do only winter sports, a lot of winter sports, yeah, ski yeah. jumping, cross country, biathlon, all of this stuff. So I did a little bit of everything. When I came to the States, I really got into, I also played soccer back in Poland, but when I came here at, at the 16 years old, I really got into running, okay. cross country, track, and that's what I did throughout my high school. Okay. I also kept with soccer, just pick up games here and there, but then I got injured. Oh, wow. So I couldn't really compete at running. So that's where I started playing a lot of pickup games. Adult, adult soccer in, in the Chicago area. But I messed up my knee. So I was done. And a friend of mine said that there's a coaching. Uh, my, his dad has a club and he needs a coach. I'm like, I got to go and give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. And I started coaching. And I've been doing it for eight years. And it's the best thing that I've ever done. Oh, that's amazing. So I'm here at the convention, learn, observe, you know, learn. There's so many different good coaches. So trying to learn and I got to the point when I was like all right coaching kids is unbelievable you know but if you want to go you gotta start coaching other guys yeah and that's what I sent an email to Andrew then and then he invited me to one of the practices and then rest in history you know I, I've been coaching and I'm really enjoy working with the guys so that's great and that, that's a great story especially uh, being an immigrant being in this country and then coaching in itself is it's so much about communication I know you know I know when my mother, her, she doesn't have a strong grasp of English, right? So they're not, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that you do not. You have a great grasp of English. But, it could be better. <laughs> no, then you have a great but grasp what, of English. But what was that like for you going in with that confidence of, like, I'm going to speak to other men in, in a language that is not my first language. And isn't and, their first and language. And isn't their language. <laughs> but I'm going to communicate the game. And we're like, we, we, that, that, that's the language. We all have to speak football. We all have to speak yeah. soccer, right? So how, how was that? Were, were you self-conscious at all uh, about communicating your message the way you want you want you wanted still to still self-conscious okay <laughs> let me tell you a story when i came here today uh when i came into that i could count up to 12 in english not bad and i knew three words Mo it's more than him trust yeah. me <laughs> what? Where, when does 12 get there is that yeah. after four or <laughs> i go into mcdonald my my second day in the states okay i go into mcdonald i'm like i watch people what do I, how they order the food and then i all right i got this i come up to a lady i'm like number one please 
was like, okay. And she, and she asked me a question, what would you like to drink? And I'm looking at uh, it. Uh, oh, boy. I, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I did not anticipate was. this. Yeah. <laughs> you were then, like, ah. yeah. uh, And then she's like, folks, but oh, okay, now yeah. I get it. You know? yeah. So it was bad, but. And you also learned the word diarrhea the next day. <laughs> right? It's McDonald's right out of here. Maybe not the word, but certainly yeah. the meaning. Yeah. But yeah. The so weight of it, point, for sure. That, that experience meant that I got to learn the language as soon as possible. So throughout high school, it's like, learn, learn, learn. So yeah. I got involved with, when I joined the cross country team, I was the only Polaco in there. Yeah. And it was all Spanish guys. So that's how I learned the language. But I'm still self-conscious of my, my language. It isn't <laughs> I, where I wanted it to be. No, but you, you, I feel like personally, though, you have a great soccer coach voice. Yeah, like yeah. your accent to me <laughs> yeah. really like helps me trust you. Yeah. You know? You sound like you should be telling me where to stand on the field. <laughs> yeah, of, of exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so yeah, when, it com- when it comes to coaching, what is uh, what are the coaches uh, a coaching style that you would kind of uh, uh, connect yourself to? And what, what are there any coaches that... Yeah, are you more of a Mourinho? Are you more of a Jurgen Klopp? I, when I started, I was Mourinho. Get in the shape yeah. and together the shape. But the longer I'm involved in the game, I become more of Guardiola. Okay. So now I'm trying to transform, uh, you know, my coaching style. And even Gabriel, he knows that. At first we were like, defend, let's get in shape. Let's yeah. start with that. But now we slowly go to the place. Let's press the high. Let's, yeah. let's win the Gabriel, ball. Gabriel, you better be good with both feet, you know? Gabe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think uh, his coaching style is like... Um, Depending on like how we develop as a team. Okay. Oh, so it's like, for winning or losing. real Losing is never an option. There you go. Never an option. That's a good coach if you're saying that, right? Yeah. That's how you go. So yeah, it's, his coaching style is depending on how we develop. So it's like, cause as of right now we have like defending shape and attacking shape. So we use both of them depending on like the team too so and yeah. what's happening in the yeah, game what's happening like, yeah. in the game too and like what's the score so that's that's yeah. what pretty much yeah which I think is something that uh, Vocek said which I think is really important so many people think that this, mm-hmm. this coaching convention is just the meetings of the millionaires and they let you just have a little boot so you're busy while they're over there deciding the future of US soccer <laughs> but most people don't realize there's folks that are coming here and they're learning some really important things or, or d- sort of refining some of the tactics they already know. Is there anything in, in particular, Vocek, that you thought you came here and that you could take away? Of course. My, my ears and my eyes are so open. Yesterday oh I went to the Hall of Fame uh, panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I saw Jerry, the godfather, Coach Jerry, the godfather from United, uh, University of Indiana, I was like, and all the, the other uh, the panelists that were there, I was just sitting there like this. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, because they have they know so yes, much. and absorb as much as you possibly can. You know, session. There's coaches from Manchester United here, Liverpool, Chicago Fire. So I'm I'm crazy. I cannot wait. Three to like three <laughs> three giant clubs. Yeah, comparable yeah. <laughs> 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 everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everyone knows them as equals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, th- th- honestly, this, it, it's an incredible story. I mean, it just I I, I love. Uh, when we, we met Andrew uh, last summer during the World Cup comedy tour, uh, but this kind of, once we sort of heard it, 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 it's nice to be in front of you guys and hear those strong accents. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, yeah, see how it's putting being put in practice yeah. as opposed to just this sort of idea of a team for people that are new in this country when you see it and yeah. you see how it 
how it helps. You're like, oh, yeah, right, we did a good thing. Yeah, it's a lot, and it's you a know? lot of hard work. I know it's very just like I know for, it's hard for us just to talk about it. I can't yeah, imagine just like, listening to actually us doing it. Terrible. Yeah. No, but it is it is uh, inspiring. You know, I, we 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 haven't been doing this soccer podcast super long, but but when we meet people that are involved in the game uh, the way you are, and we know the, the sacrifices that you have to make. You guys are not millionaires, uh, but but you know doing not this. Yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we getting there. Yeah, we're yeah, getting there. Says so, you're getting there. So we all do, are. We so all how do people, uh, one, uh, go see you guys play? What, what's yeah. the best way to find you guys? So um, if you live in Chicago or, or the northwest suburbs, even better, we play in uh, the Europa Indoor League at Soccer City in Palatine through March every Sunday. So you can come see us there. We also have every game live streamed on our Facebook page okay. as of last week. So uh, if you tune into our Facebook page at Edgewater Castle for all our social media, yep. you'll be able to find ways to watch us play. Um and, uh, you know, another thing I want to say is that we're uh, a community ownership governed club. So basically one of the main ways that we're able to sustain ourselves is through our community ownership group, which is basically people that have committed to be sort of in a small way administratively involved with the club and know what the goings on are and uh, contribute a small amount financially to be in that group and sure. have voting power and stuff like that. So our website has more information on that, which is uh, edgewatercastlefc.com. And then in the summer months, we're sort of figuring out what our home stadium is going to be at the moment, like as of today. But uh, you, you and NYCFC, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> we, we we should talk. We should like spitball we're, we're about yeah. like what it's maybe, like to look maybe for a, a stadium. stadium share program. <laughs> yeah, somewhere yeah. in between. Are you guys interested in like park district facilities? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, we'll take any idea at this point. <laughs> is it a baseball stadium? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, we're going to be playing uh, in the outdoor league in the spring and summer, and those games will all be live streamed. Do you also have uh, like tryouts for any new players and things like that, or how do you find how do you find talent? Well, it's a it's a it's a little bit of a mixed bag. I'll let Wojciech speak to that a little bit because yeah, I, yeah. I bring in you know when I find a player I really am excited about with my minimal knowledge, mm -hmm. I get you know I occasionally bring them into practice and coaches like who is this? What are they doing? <laughs> yeah, in my no, practice? Why, why are you here? Um, <laughs> but no, we, we have sort of a, a rolling situation where we have a really big strong first team now, um, but we're you know willing to to bring new people in to see how they fit, and um, sure. we have a, a reserve team that is being built up too. So if people want to come and uh, get in touch with us they can email me at edgewatercastlefc at gmail.com um and yeah we're always we're always interested in talking to people that are at very least interested in the game and at best want to contribute to to help us do what we're doing and so. hey we're in a city where a large number of fans were banned from going to see the professional the top <laughs> it's true why not pick up the edgewater <laughs> scarf hey. We are. We do not have a section to close. There you <laughs> That's go. Right, baby. <laughs> we're, we're, I'm sure you guys. would love a uh, sector oh, yeah. Latino for a team of immigrants. Come on, my guys. That'd be nice. Oh yeah, man. in Edgewater, okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, Andrew, Gabe, Wojciech, thank you so much for joining us on the show, man. Yeah, yeah this thank you. This is a blast, you. and go, uh, go Edgewater. Yeah, yeah. Go Rooks. Go Rooks. Go Rooks. Go Rooks. Come Rooks. on, you Rooks. Go Rooks. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah, that was a great interview. How fun was that? Thank you to uh, everyone uh, on there uh, for for being on the show. Edgewater Castle, uh, again, uh, make sure you uh, follow them. Follow them on uh, on Instagram, Edgewater Castle. You can see what uh, what they're up to. Uh, they, um, I was talking to Andrew, and uh, uh, I always talk to him about a bunch of stuff just within soccer. He's a great, great dude, uh, and it's it's just genuinely cool to see people uh how how even people 
sometimes are surprised like at, at how unifying the sport is. So, uh, th- and this is a great example of that. So uh, it it be it's great to, uh, the fact that we get to do this podcast and meet people like that that uh, that are are discovering how cool the game is as well. So this is like for uh, for a lot of American soccer fans or that are just casually into it uh, to be able to do something like this and it be uh, successful and 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 unifying is just it's just beautiful to see. So shout out uh, to everybody. So it was a uh, uh, Coach Wolchek uh, on there uh, and Ga- uh, Gabriel Masalu uh, as well. So uh, thank you yeah. guys for and, joining and, us. And one of the reasons why we wanted to interview them and, and we were so happy to have them on is because hopefully this inspires you to, to you know find out about a team in your local community. And there's just other ways to help. You know, you don't have to be you know a fan of the top league in, in, in the U.S. to necessarily be making a difference or a change. And I mean, even if you have a friend who's who's maybe, you know, uh, of immigrant status or, or a refugee here in the U.S., and you want to let them know if you're in Chicago, hey, there's a team you might want to play for. You know, just something. Maybe research some teams in your local community. There's probably something just like this. And if there isn't, hey, that's a good idea. Maybe you should start one. Yeah. And it, it very much at least fosters this environment because especially with immigrants and refugees and all the negativity that they have to kind of deal with this, this, these, these, uh, you know, just, just straight up lies about how dangerous they are and all this other stuff. Like it's, it's nice to see that there's, uh, opportunities and options uh for them uh that are welcoming uh and not about you know uh, separating people and not about uh adding any negativity to their lives because their their lives are hard enough uh so this is uh just a, just a cool thing and uh we're we're happy and proud that we got to uh talk to them on the show and that they joined us uh at, at um uh, in chicago at the convention center for the united soccer coaches convention so it all worked out great so uh thank you again yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed Exactly. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed it, right? And thank you, Gully Squad, once again. That's right. Soccercoolers.com slash Gully Squad. Get on there. That's uh, right. Be some, yeah, like I said before, uh, some more exclusive content coming uh, for you guys. So, uh, so with that said, thank you again for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. Have a good uh, time. I'm going on vacation next week, uh, but I will be calling in. I'm going to be in Colorado snowboarding. Uh, excited. It's my girlfriend's birthday. It's also Valentine's Day. It's also our anniversary. Uh, I'm some. I'm gonna. I'm gonna mess up something. I don't know what it's gonna be, but it's uh, that's three things. There's two huge, three huge things that I can't get it's all. Too right. many things. Too many things. Yeah, it's too many things. I'm you only ju- got two hands. <laughs> I mean, you can't do okay. it all. I'm gonna be jugg- I'm juggling knives over here. This is. It's gonna be crazy. Uh, yeah, and I got. <laughs> I got. Um. I got a really cool opportunity. I'm gonna be performing on Gotham Comedy Live, which is now part of their virtual reality sort of oculus show okay. i'll have more information for it uh next week on on wednesday's episode but if you've ever wanted me to uh wanted to see me perform stand-up check that out it's going to be a lot of fun anyone who has an oculus or a vr can w- watch it all over the world so i'm going to be offending people everywhere across this country across this this great world so uh check that out that'll be a lot of fun i'll tell you more about it on wednesday's show but for the cooligans who are you christian <laughs> <laughs> so my name is christian Polanco. And my name is Alexis Guerrero. So together, what are we? The The Cooligans! Cooligans!